Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Bob Varsha, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. All right, gearheads, welcome to the show. We just watched the final race of the Formula One 2023 season, and Max Verstappen wins his 19th race. It's hard um, to get your head around, isn't it? That, uh, yeah. yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. It's a stunning number. Yeah, it I really mean, is. So today he had, he wins, but he also adds another point with the fastest lap. 19 of 22 races, plus four wins from six sprint races, two P2s, one P5, and then a P2 and a P3 in the other, in the other two sprints. Just mind-blowing yeah. numbers. Incredible, historical. Yeah, well, I'm not, I think I think that's the thing. You, you, you know, there's going to be a lot of oh, he's done it again, and oh, it's you know boring, because you know. But you've got to catch yourself in that moment and go, wow, I am actually witnessing sporting wise something pretty darn special here. Nobody, no, you know, nobody minds a three peat uh, in basketball. Nobody minds uh, the domination of Brady and you know Belichick. Uh, you know, and I think we're some, a, some of us do. Uh, yeah, of course. But <laughs> but but my point is, you've got twenty eight three. You've got to take your hat off to what they've achieved. It's incredible. And 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 like I said yesterday, in such a competitive field, it's not like nobody else came to play. Well, and what the way I do it is, I, I think of it is, all right, well, let's look back at this in ten years. You're going to look back at it and go, oh, my gosh. If you're just scrolling through the record books, you're going to pause when you see 19 out of 22 races. It's yeah. just crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Well, Bob, um, I mean, what else today? Hey, what about what about the Ferrari and the Claire? You know, they started talking about, hey, we can slow down and let Checo ahead. And then start backing up George. Well, it just shows you how how Leclerc is is actually the key strategist for well, Ferrari. That, well, what I'm getting at is why didn't they do that a few? They because, could have because he's what, doing 190 miles an hour, and he had to think about it. Ferrari didn't. I, I mean, is that the case? I'm going to get Chris's take on this because you know how he has literally got his mind on the pulse of this. But what do you think, Bob? Um, well, I was glad I woke up from my nap in time to <laughs> see what he was doing. <laughs> uh, that was not the most mesmerizing of races i must say and martin brundle picked up on it immediately at the start of the race he said well i guess we're going to devolve into a drs train here aren't yeah, we and that's yeah. pretty much what they did well, if you yeah. like tire strategy it was uh, kind of fun to watch um and i agree with what martin said at the end i thought it was clever of ferrari to plot out the perez uh five second penalty figure out what the impact was on them for their position in the constructors championship let Perez by, um, but not back up uh, George Russell. It, it didn't become necessary. Um, he stayed ahead of Russell and the Mercedes in the championship fight. So, uh, yeah, it was a clever piece of strategy, uh, but I'm glad it didn't devolve into, uh, you know, a lack of sportsmanship by, you know, blocking another competitor. So, you know, well done to, uh, to everybody. Uh, all the questions have been decided now. And uh, we can look forward to the off season and get ready for next year. Um, not the most exciting race, as I said, that I would have liked to wind up the season on, but it's that kind of racetrack, that kind of race. Uh, and, you know, and in many ways it's been that kind of season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also forgot 
Thanks, TW. A thousand laps led. Mm. I mean, for Max Verstappen. Yeah, Yeah, it's. And as we said in our pre-race show, you know, you're you're going to want to say you saw this. I mean, yeah, it's not as exciting as as guys battling, you know, race after race, win after win. But um, three different drivers won races this year from two different teams, uh, and we had the the constant soap opera of what's going to happen to Checo Perez this week. Yeah. Um, and we saw teams rise and fall. You know, McLaren started out badly uh, yeah, and then good. improved amazingly. Uh, by contrast, Aston Martin started out drums and guns uh, and then fell off the pace and then came back again at the end. So it was another one of those seasons of constant development, constantly changing story with the one caveat that uh, Max Verstappen was just head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, he was just on another planet. Congratulations to him. Congratulations to the team who, as we pointed out earlier, um, had near bulletproof reliability throughout the season. And, um, you know, and that's down to every mechanic doing their job, uh, including all the folks back in the factory that we always hear the drivers talk about after the race. So, yeah, um, all in all, a, a terrific season and historic one by any measure. And uh, here's to the future. Yeah, and also hats off to Mercedes, who've had a an amazing decade of dominance mm-hmm. themselves, but to fight back to second place, uh, literally in the dying seconds of this season, shows you that uh, Brackley um, and the factory and you know Mercedes aren't you know they're not they're not giving up the ghost by any means, and I think that uh, that bodes well. That bodes well. You mentioned the future. I think uh, Mercedes know that they've got to rethink it and Hamilton yeah. you know uh has been quite uh, strong about that and if they do go the direction that he has suggested um maybe just maybe um we'll see in Bahrain um that that, that they're back we'll see mm. <laughs> yeah what they'll say is uh can everybody wait until Red Bull introduces their new car and we'll see what Adrian Newey has yeah. trained up and then we'll do our car um, no, you're right about Mercedes, though. I mean, they were they were just awful at the beginning of this year. They made a collective decision, went down the wrong path. The car was awful. Lewis has hated it. Um, Russell's been able to deal with it. I'd say on balance this year, better than Lewis. But, um, you know, it, it brings out what we're talking about in the pre-race show about how this is a garage sport. This is about creating your actual race weapon, not just, you know, buying something off a shelf and then having a driver that will hopefully beat everybody else. When you got a guy like Lewis Hamilton and the car you have designed does not suit him in any way, shape, or form, um, you've made a terrible error. And Mercedes did that. Uh, so uh, they, they adjusted um, and uh, probably got the most out of the season that might be expected. Um, but it started out horribly. Could have gone completely off a cliff, but it didn't. So hats off to them for that. You know, all that... All of that machinations, all that hand wringing for Mercedes, and it and it wouldn't have made a bit of difference. They still got second. They wouldn't have got. They would not have beaten Red Bull no matter what they did. And no. but but yeah, uh, I think I hear Chris Medlin's microphone lighting up in Abu Dhabi. Mister Medlin, how are you, sir? I'm not too bad, chaps. How are you doing? All right. Well, what'd you think, Chris? I mean, I, I read your tweet basically at the top of the show, basically talking about Max Verstappen's accomplishments this year, and I added a thousand laps to that. Yeah, uh, like it's ridiculous. I think someone worked out he he's we think he's dropped forty five points in total in the whole season. 
um, which is just remarkable. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, he had the fifth place, didn't he, in uh, Singapore? The only time he was on the podium, uh, two second places, won everything else, uh, four of the six sprints, one second, one third in nose, and a bunch of fastest laps, but not in every single race. So, uh, yeah, if you factor in all the races, all the sprints, and all the extra points of fastest laps, still, I think it's 45 or 46 points that he's dropped in total, which is just remarkable. So, you occasionally see it in an F4 or a Formula Regional Championship, but never in Formula One. Incredible. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, one of the things I think that we do have to mention actually is a bit of a boring topic to bring up, but reliability yeah. has been <laughs> so high because we mm-hmm. have this engine freeze where teams can only, or power unit suppliers can only uh, make changes for reliability, reliability reasons. They can't upgrade the power units anymore and develop them like they used to. They're not pushing the envelope so much. So you're not getting those failures that used to trip drivers up as well. Uh, but even so, uh, just the way he's handled every situation that's been thrown at him, we've seen him be aggressive when he's not been leading races or having to fight through. Uh, and he's he's generally got it done. I mean, I think about the Vegas. You know, that wasn't mm. wasn't an easy race for him, was it, by any stretch? Uh, and and, and he found a way to win that. And the way Verstappen handled the season and handled all of his own success. Um, Yeah, he can be blunt. Um, He's always brutally honest. Yeah, he's a curmudgeon. I called him that at Las Vegas and I'll stand (laughs) by it. I thought his his words were not well chosen on that occasion, but it's that very um, focus, you know, that very, you know, here's what I think and I don't care what anybody else thinks kind of attitude that um, allowed him to, uh, to to handle his success. Uh, maybe gracious is not the right word, but honest. Yeah, and you know, I he's go yeah. ahead. No, please finish. Well, uh, and and I think um, that is probably a more subtle and lesser uh, appreciated um, skill that Verstappen brings to the table. You know, he is uh, pretty unflappable. We've heard him on a very rare occasion during the past season get on the radio and get upset about something. It, it happened, but not very often. He's a very cool character, still evolving as a human being and driver, um, as we all are, I suppose. And, um, you know, what's to come for uh, this incredible juggernaut of Verstappen and Red Bull? Yeah, my, I was going to interrupt and say, you know, it, it does remind me, everybody looks back at Senna's career with, you know, glossy eyes about how amazing he was. Um, mm-hmm. And he was. Um, but he, he wasn't, he was similar to Verstappen. You know, he just told it like it was. He, he didn't, he, you know, he, he didn't uh, uh, garner friends, you know. Senna said it mm. like it was. And, You've said that many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was he was no angel by any means. He would run up right. somebody off the road, just like Verstappen did uh, at Vegas. He would make moves. He, I mean, you know, he won a championship by taking his opponent, his teammate, out. I mean, totally planned. I'm sorry, but, you know, so that was yeah. Senna. But but now we look back, and I think we will look back as well at um, the sort of, you know, uh, different sides of Verstappen and go, yeah, but point to that fact that he was single-minded in his efforts. No question. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. gentlemen, let's do a quick top-of-the-hour reset, and when we come back, we'll continue to discuss... Not only this race, but this season. You listen to Speed City F1 back after this. All right, we're live on YouTube. Lots of comments there. Uh, Joe Bush to be. I was hoping for an adrenaline rush, but it failed to arrive. 
couple people got laundry done during the race. Uh, what else? Cooked some food. Uh, let's see. Andy P says, I've been measuring. I've been saying we should measure Max by the points he left on the table this season. Now I know it's 45 points. Thanks, Chris. He said that's absolutely insane. Um, Max Godfrey, terrible start by Albon, through, uh, through, though, and Logan was moving through the pack. They did save seventh in the constructors by the skin of their teeth. By what? Two points? And... Uh, <laughs> yeah, three, I think, in the end. Uh, I think Yuki got eighth, didn't he? He dropped to, dropped to eighth behind Fernando right at the end. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yep, it's three points. You're right. Look at TW looking on the bright side of things. Look, glass half full says the positive for Ferrari. Additional wind tunnel time next year. Yeah. <laughs> hey, take, take the... Uh, Pick the wins where you can, or so to speak, the lack of wins. Yeah. Well, you know, we were, we were Pick the wind. The races the first step, and that yeah. was a pretty, pretty awful season, I think, for Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah. Good bad, point. Bad yeah. point. Yeah. Three of his last four seasons with Ferrari, he has failed to win a race. That can't just be the car. No. And 11 poles with that. Mm hmm. None of them producing a victory. Yeah. True, but then in the final drivers' championship, did he not sneak fourth from Norris? Mm, no, fifth. I think. Oh, he's wait, he's yeah, tied. The drivers' uh, drivers' championship. He and Alonso were tied. Hold on, let me confirm that. I think they're tied. I'm on the live. Here we go. Coming back. Hi, this is Gene Haas, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. CrowdStrike presents Driven in 60. As the official cybersecurity partner of the Mercedes-AMG Petronas Formula One team, CrowdStrike protects against cyber threats so the team can focus on what matters their next win. The revolutionary cloud-native unified CrowdStrike Falcon platform harnesses the speed and power of the cloud to protect and defend organizations of all sizes against increasingly complex threats, stopping breaches before they happen. Because on and off the track, the stakes couldn't be higher. A split second can make the difference between victory and defeat. When every second counts, protection shouldn't slow you down. It should fuel your momentum. CrowdStrike, protection at every turn. To learn more and to try CrowdStrike Falcon free today, visit CrowdStrike.com slash XM. All right, gentlemen, we were discussing during the break... A uh, the drivers' championship, and we were talking about Leclerc not having the greatest of years. But Chris Medlin brought up the fact that it looks like he and Alonso are tied at two oh six, and I'm trying to confirm. They are Alonso. Yeah, they are, and Alonso gets it by virtue of having more third places because they're tied on three second places. Wow! Each uh, two of them in the last two races for Leclerc. Don't forget. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they, uh, yeah, one extra third place or two extra third places to Alonso. He has five to Leclerc's three. So that is why 206 points each, but Alonso gets the nod ahead of Leclerc and Norris in sixth, 205. Two so he missed five. that by a point. Wow. Wow. Which, which, which meant he would have finished ahead of both if he hadn't no, been overtaken uh, by seconds. Perez. Ah, oh, wow. Huh. Wow. <laughs> 
And then Sainz well, drops to seventh from all that because he didn't score. Yeah. With 200. Yep. Yep. Yeah, fine, so yeah. six points between all four drivers. And yeah, Sainz was, I think, in fourth at the start of that race. So, uh, right, right. Yeah, painful for him. Ah, it's, been well, a pa- it's been a painful month for him, hasn't it, really? Right. Mm. Hearts have been broken. But that's, uh, that's the nature of sport, isn't it? And certainly Formula One. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton wrapping up third nicely with 234. And, you know, considering how much Lewis complained on the radio this year, third is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, he's a complainer. <laughs> it just, uh, you know, as I sit here, I think, well, if, if I had to just, you know, right off the top of my head, who had the better season, Russell or Hamilton? I might have gone with Russell. Yeah, I know. Even though Hamilton finished better in the championship, George always seemed to be, you know, on the front foot. Always seemed to have the advantage over Lewis, but Lewis quietly, despite all of his bitching on the radio, <laughs> um, you know, put together as good a season as could have been expected, I guess, under the circumstances. Just because you're complaining about your race car doesn't mean you're not doing reasonably good things with it, you know? Yeah, to say where both McLaren and Mercedes were quoted after Bahrain at the beginning of the season, if we are looking back, um, both of them mm-hmm. were, were writing this season off. Yeah. 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 Good point. <laughs> TW says it should have been a foot race to break the tie. <laughs> I agree. Per rule, <laughs> pull, per rule 3 1 1 1 1 5 7. <laughs> one lap shootout. Yeah. yeah. That's right. There you go. That's one, one of those. And you can change tires. <laughs> well, yeah, you everyone, know, it's, it's yeah, funny. Everyone we, can. All, we all get nostalgic at the end of the season. And I'm thinking back on some of the other things that happened during the course of the year. And, um, you know, guys like the big shakeup at Alpine. Yep. Um, Myra out. The the Otmar Zafnar and Alan Permain, yeah, Bat, who uh, I've known in Formula One since I started. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all those moments. Uh, Fred Vasseur's arrival at Ferrari. Um, gosh, it's been a long year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it has. It's been a really long year, and 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 I yeah. have to say though, if, if, if on the downside. I really do think, and and it, you can pinpoint it to Ocon, but even Russell admitting then, you know, not 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 well, uh, coughing every four times a lap. You know, the, the, they've got to reconsider just exactly how this they're going to go with goes. this. <laughs> yeah, evidently, I haven't even looked at the twenty-four schedule yet, but evidently, there's a triple header at the end of it, including Vegas. So two of them. There's two it of them. Finishes with yeah, it's Austin, Mexico, Brazil, triple header, one week off. Vegas, Qatar, Abu Dhabi. So six races in seven weeks. Leave it to the man oh, who who, who, uh, who knows he's going to do a it. flight for every race. So I was just about to ask Chris what his Chris. What's the answer? Because you you, you agree with this, don't you? It's too much. Uh, I I agree that it's too much. Yeah, but I mean the answer is find someone who doesn't like money. Um, <laughs> realistically, right. that's that's the only thing that will change things. Uh, I'm yeah. going to see if it's possible to do a walk and talk with Alex Albon, and apparently it is um, because Alex no points for Williams today, but. With you, Keely, getting eighth, seventh place is secured. Relief, is that the uh, main emotion? Yeah, yeah, relief, definitely. Um, I was asking the team for updates during the race where where was Yuki? And uh, they say, okay, was, he's fifth. I was like, fifth? <laughs> well, that's that's, that's out, uh, the equation with, the, with, the, with, with P7. Um, Do you know, he led a number of laps. He led like six laps in that race. So if you'd have asked at that point, you'd have really been worried. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he would have got more points than... 
then they would have got all season if you won the race. So uh, yeah. I knew that wasn't going to happen. I, I did look at the, the big screen and I... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that was just the FIA president grabbing Alex right then. <laughs> it's much of a shock. <laughs> and uh, no, we, 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 we had a great race. I, I, great race, great season. I think we've... Um, We've been able to to really maximize every moment we've been able to score points we have, apart from maybe Melbourne, I, I, I can think of, and, and the sprint race in uh, in Austria. The fact that I can remember them just shows you that <laughs> it's very minimal, the amount of mistakes that we've made this this year. So I think, you know, in, in, in the total grand scheme of thing, things, um, I believe that's what's separated us from that, you know, house Alpha Tori, Alpha Romeo battle. I think we've been able to to be on top of it, whether it was strategy or taking um, chances with wets and slicks and drying conditions, whatever it may be. We've we've always been um, executing. So uh, very proud of everyone. And how do you reflect then going into the winter? Are you are you ready for some time off, or are you already itching to see how much further this team can go next year? Um, exactly. I'm firstly very, very excited for my time off. Uh, I feel like I need it. I'm, I'm destroyed. I'm sick as a dog. But, um, but at the same time, you know, the, the reason why we've been struggling at the end of the season is because we've stopped, stopped everything. We've stopped our, our upgrade plan. It's all been about totally reimagining our car for next year, a completely different um, concept. So when you think about how we've Mm. We, have, <clears throat> we lose him? I think we may have lost Chris's connection. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah, rough, so rough we, end of the season for for Williams, but, you know. Well, but, yeah, but better but, than they've had in previous seasons. I was about to say, it, yeah. it, it's the actually. Season, you, you can't look at the end of the season, right? No, and yeah. if you're looking into the future, uh, look at Alpha Tori's future and look at Williams's future. Um, really impressive, and I think James Fowles. Um, what about the development? It's why we stopped so early. Is we want to make bigger away with P7 was. No, fading in and out. Sorry, Chris, you're fading yeah, in and out. Too. That's the end of the walking talks. Yeah, he walked. He walked out of range. He walked out of range. I am yeah. back. I am back in range. There James, is. You can hear me now. Yeah, so, we can uh, now. At the at the point, I think I lost you. Uh, it was uh, just Alex saying that basically the team's tailed off at the end of this season mm -hmm. because they put all their focus into a whole new car concept for next year. Right. And mm -hmm. therefore, he's very hopeful that there's going to be a step forward next year that will be exciting for them to enjoy. Uh, and as much as he really needs the break because he's not been well, um, actually, I'm going to try and get Logan Sargent as we run. Although you might lose me, so I'll make it quick. Logan, how was that race from your point of view? Oh, I mean, we did what we could. I just don't think we really had the pace in the car today and didn't have the greatest of first laps. But um, yeah, we purposely didn't optimize strategy to try and disrupt Danny Rick there. And uh, really proud of the defense that I put up against him on much older tires in the middle of that race and um, had some fun at the end coming back through on a fresh set. So um, yeah, I think um, it's been a, a positive end of the year. Obviously had the pace yesterday in qualifying and um, just, yeah, we missed a bit of pace today as a team. So now what happens? Is it a waiting game for you to find out what the team tells you? Yeah, I feel like I've really closed out the year on, on a high. Um, I, I've, I've, I've had this positive momentum. I've, um, I'm finally cracking the code in qualifying. Um, 
and the race pace has been there since the summer break. So, um, yeah, I hope I, I just really hope I can take everything I've learned this year and uh, apply that next year. Right. We hope to see it too. Thank you for your time. Good interview. Yeah, you had to ask that oh, question. Glad. I'm glad you got that as well. <laughs> yeah, well done, mate. Because uh, that is an important interview to our audience and also to Formula One because I, I kind of agree with him. And, and you can tell he's got a pep in his step mm -hmm. uh, after, after what was not, you know, it wasn't a very exciting race, but it wasn't like, you know, we were watching Williams, but we weren't really watching Williams. We knew... You know that Sonoda. Mm -hmm. We were c focusing on Sonoda's ability to try and stop Williams, but you know it just wasn't a competitive day for them. But uh, overall, uh, Williams have moved forward, and I think Sargent has done enough. Honestly, if I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen to him, but yeah, little well, victories. In that, that gives you, yeah, that gives you a little insight into the way the teams approach these final races. They stop racing for the best result they can get, and they're racing to stop others beating them. So as he said, his point was to disrupt Daniel Ricciardo's race, to stop Ricciardo getting close to the points. Now, that might mean that Sargent gets a much worse result than he was capable of. Yeah. But as long as it means he's ruined Ricciardo's race in the middle by holding him up at the right time, getting in his way. Mm. Uh, and by ruined, I mean just, you know, being hard to overtake or whatever. Yeah. Then right. Ricciardo can't score the points that would add to Yuki's that would threaten Williams. So he's actually done a huge job uh, in that sense. And that's, what, that's the sort of thing that teams look at. Yeah. And, and as fans sometimes or... As journalists, we're watching and we see the final result and go, well, that was a rubbish day for so-and-so because of where they finished. But it's because they're, they're, the reason for their race was actually to just stop someone else scoring. Uh, and one of the strategists, actually, Ruth Buscom, who's at Alfa Romeo, who announced that she's leaving the team during that race. She scheduled a post on Instagram while she was on the pit wall. <laughs> I saw pop up. Um, she uh, has told me before about exactly that, that quite often when she was uh, at Sauber and they were fighting for sixth or seventh in the constructors, for the last three or four races, you're ignoring everything else other than two cars from a rival team mm. that you just need to stop taking points off you. Yeah. So it's uh, it's strange the way it works. Chris, did you follow well, up on your... It's strange the way she quit. <laughs> yeah, it is. Chris, did you follow up on so your theory that. with AlphaTauri's floor? Uh, I did a little uh, with uh, Tom McCulloch at Aston Martin, who was, yeah. let's say, not fully on board with that. Uh, he was. <laughs> he kind of felt that that was you know, a little bit the direction of car development that AlphaTauri have done this year uh, has kind of been a little bit more independent, he thinks, of where Red Bull's concept is. So he, he didn't seem to think it quite hit that note. But okay. again, most most likely to see it next year uh, if, if anything interesting ends up on the Red Bull. Mm -hmm. Hey, Kevin Kelly uh, wow. stumbled across something that you and I, or actually you brought up and we we're both excited about. Yuki led the race. Yeah, I think that is the first time, actually. He's ever run the first time for Yuki and only the second time for a Japanese driver, Takuma Sato. Yes, back in good point. 2004. Nakajima never read that one? No. No. Um, Kamui Kobayashi, uh, who was mm. celebrated for his slashing passing style, never led a race. Hmm. Hmm. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Takuma is... Sato. Wow. Two, and three. How many times has he won the Indianapolis Five? I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I'm right in saying it moved uh, Yuki ahead of Fernando Alonso in terms of laps led this season uh, oh, and ahead oh, of Oscar wow. Piastri because Piastri had just won so I think it put him seventh on the list of uh, laps <laughs> led this season I, I really do think Yuki's a, a really good success story I mean we didn't mention it but where was where was the backup where was where was Ricardo um, I mean uh, you know we've been pretty light going on Ricardo's return and maybe he isn't up mm -hmm. to scratch at the moment in terms of race uh you know race fitness um because he's been off so long but um 
it wasn't impressive, was it? Not massively. I might try and see if I can grab him, actually, if I uh, spot him. He's normally talking for quite a long time in a TV pen. So after that, um, I might see if, uh, if when he's done, if I can try and get him. But I'm also trying to hover around the McLaren drivers at the right time, right place. But they're very much in demand uh, because good day for them. Uh, yeah, fifth and yeah. sixth and getting the job done uh, and holding off Aston Martin. No real, no real stress, I don't think, on that front. Chris, um, do you know the lineup? And I've been struggling to find it for Tuesday. Some. Okay. Uh, you can fire teams at me and I could probably tell you. Well, at least we one know, of the we know, yeah, I'm going to say, we know aware. Mercedes are going to try Vesti, obviously. Um, yep. And both race drivers will do the other car. They'll split it, apparently. Well, that that is good for him. Um, you know, uh, who else? Uh, Aston Martin, Drogovic. Yep. Yep. Fittipaldi. Uh, Fittipaldi and Haas. Yep. Yep. And Behrman. Well, Fittipaldi and Behrman, yeah. 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 Fittipaldi's taking over the, the tire testing. Yeah, uh, and so that's an interesting the, the one. The race driver's seat. Yeah, they want him to get some experience in the car, and especially because he's actually going to have fewer opportunities next time. So, Schwartzman was the fastest of the mm. Friday drivers. Hey. Uh, hey, Chris, we need to um, we need to get a quick break in. Do you want to? Are you about to get Ricardo? You think? Uh, no, there's a slight outside chance, and I say slight of Lando Norris, but I'm going to have to doorstep him if that's going to happen. So let's let's give it a go. Actually, I might see um, if I can. So he's getting absolutely bear hugged right now, but. Um, he's having a good good chat with uh, a friend of his, I think. But uh, and they're getting a lot of photos of him, so I don't want to get in the way of the shot uh, at the moment. But um, Lando, can I just quickly ask you? Well, we'll do a walk at top. Uh, very happy with that team securing fourth place, fifth and sixth for you and Oscar. Um, I'm very happy with that. Could I be happy if I was fourth in the drivers? Yes. But, One point. Uh, I know. I know. Actually, two to beat them. But yeah, I'm I'm very happy. Oh, no way! Are they going to throw in the water? Oh no. Uh, so, so there's a so there's a Mercedes uh, team employees about to be thrown into the harbour, which happens in <laughs> their last race. But, uh, no, I'm I'm very happy. The uh, the team finished ahead of Aston, which was our target since the halfway point. Um, so uh, a big thanks to them. They worked extremely hard. We turned things around massively, and uh, I couldn't have done it without with the whole, the whole team. And how do you reflect on your season? Because I think if you were level on points, would you not have won on countback of second places? You've had loads this season. I I don't know to be honest. Um, the answer is I didn't finish there. So, uh, look, I, I'm just proud of, of how it's gone. I feel like I made some steps forward this year as a driver. Uh, even though it's my fifth year, I'm still learning things and I'm still progressing. So I'll take some time away now. Um, still, still plenty of things to work on, but uh, take some time away, spend it with some family and friends uh, like this little boy here and uh, come back better than ever. Yeah, no testing for you, so go and enjoy it. Oh, nice, Chris. Excellent. Hey, yeah. and by the way, just a reminder, I'll say it again, he's 24. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Fifth yeah. year. All right. Well, coming up uh, after got... <laughs> coming up after this, we'll continue to break down both the race and the season. Back after these. All right, we're still live on YouTube, Facebook. Well, oh, there's tons of comments on YouTube, man. I can't even keep up with oh, them. No, now. I'm looking at them now. Uh, la, 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 la. We have to say thank you to where is it? D Nelson. D's longtime follower. He says thank you, Speed City, and all the gang for another year of great American-based coverage on the radio and a fun online community for gearheads. Yeah, thanks, D. Thank you very much. We really appreciate that. It's that kind of comment that keeps us doing what we're doing, for sure. 
and we appreciate it. Max Godfrey, how was Yuki in Sergeant Sergeant Sergeant's shoes when he was a rookie? Same yeah, with Latifi. And Logan point. is on the thin red line for a seat. I find it absurd they're thinking it over. He's 100% needs another year. I, I do think that's the best parallel is to say that after the first year, Yuki just wasn't cutting it. Yeah. And we all said it. And uh, we all went, oh, well, it's Honda. And it, and it was Honda, you know, uh, to a certain extent. And but, we said, it's Honda. It's okay. We're going to, so we yeah. can't, can't we say he's and an it's American? It's not like it's okay. he's bringing lots of money. It's just Honda's backing. He's the dream winner Honda driver. And he has been since, you know, the get go. Um, so it's not a Latifi situation. It's not a Sergeant situation where they're both bringing money. Um, so it's, a, it's, it's, you know, it's not a parallel, but it, but it, but it just shows you that if you put a bit of faith in a racing driver and and, and work on his weak points. And I think Sergeant summed his own whole season up. You know, look, mm-hmm. our race pace has been good since the summer. I, I've, I've cracked the code, he said, in qualifying. And, you know, this is that was that's why I said it was a great interview, because he really did just open up to Chris, who's been with him all season long, good and bad. And, you know, he told it like it is, and that's all you can ask. And, and again, it's it's refreshing to hear a racing driver know exactly where he stands and admit it. Mm. Chris, there's lots of discussion about your picture that Casey's using, re- requesting <laughs> a, a, a new one. Oh, we've got some great, we've got some great high-res photos of Chris coming back. Hi, this is Karun Chandok, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the grid of F1 aficionados, fellow F1 fans, as we race through over 30 countries, from historic tracks in Italy to the speedy straits of Japan, F1 is as global as it gets. Ever wish you could chat with locals during the Spanish Grand Prix or truly grasp team radio in Italy's Monza? Dive into the vibrant multilingual world of Formula One with Rosetta Stone, your co-driver in language learning. With Rosetta Stone, you're not just on the track, you're in the race. No pit stops, no renewals. Move from rookie phrases to pole position conversations, immersing deeper in every race. Rosetta Stone offers a pit lane of 25 languages, guiding you at your pace. And once you're on the grid, it's a lifetime ticket. No flags attached. Gear up for the next Grand Prix circuit. For a limited lap, get 50% off Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership. Full throttle your language journey at rosettastone.com slash SXM. That's rosettastone.com slash SXM for that 50% off. All right, Chris, I hear activity all around you. Should I come out to you and see what's happening? Well, I'm trying to line up Daniel Ricciardo, but he's going to go and uh, do F on TV first before he comes to me. But I'm watching Max Verstappen host an interview with Fernando Alonso in the TV pen. So he's stolen Viasat's microphone uh, and is interviewing him. Uh, And funny enough... In Spanish? Probably, uh, no, I think it's in English looking at it, but uh, it's probably the most engaging interview that either of them will have ever given because it's it's novel for them and different. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, I'm sure that'll be doing the rounds on social media eventually, but <laughs> that looks fun. Hey, Chris, it reminds me of all of the interviews in the either Thursday night, Friday morning, or whatever in Las Vegas when everyone was completely turned upside down and punch drunk trying to give interviews. I loved them. I, every one of the driver interviews was something I hadn't heard all season because they weren't just giving the canned answers. Yeah, that's what we want, isn't it? We want the honesty. 
Uh, we want them when they're kind of... Uh, it's one of the good things I actually think about this setup is that you do hear from the drivers quickly after a race mm. when their emotions are still high. Uh, but yeah, when they're that tired as well, that's that's something else. Huh. I have not heard more discussion about a time than Las Vegas ever that I remember. I mean, everybody, I mean, literally everyone, every driver interview was like, and tomorrow, I mean, later today, I think later, they all did that, yeah, every, yeah. including us. Was it Ocon said he hadn't seen the sun for four days. <laughs> yeah. And, and how was it, Chris, going straight from Vegas to Abu Dhabi? Uh. Well, lucky for me, I actually got uh, two nights in my own bed uh, because I made my stopover in London on the way. But I can tell you it was brutal. I got yeah. to Abu Dhabi at about 6 a.m. Thursday morning and had to be at the track to uh, speak to Logan Sargent, actually, of all people, at midday. So, um, yeah, I got about four hours sleep before media day kicked off here. And I, I wasn't alone in being very tired. In fact, I think I've held up pretty well. As, as Alex Albon said, he's not been well. Um, most drivers have come down with something. A lot of team bosses have. Christian Horner was very unwell on the way over here. Uh, so, yeah, I think everyone is ready just for some downtime. Hey, uh, Kevin Kelly just brought up something on YouTube, and it's really true. Haas depression all season. I mean, last in constructors, you know, miserable. I mean, uh, just. It's been a funny season, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the upgrade yeah. didn't work. Uh, really? Yeah, what did what did Hulkenberg say? He was well, very he was candid he, about it. He wasn't was he? on the old spec car from before Austin, or and did know, better with and it. Did better, and, at least in yeah. qualifying. Magnussen had a, a horrible year, really, compared to his comeback yeah. year. Um, yep. There's a lot of thinking to be done there, and you know, Gene is committed, but the potential of Andretti coming in, you know, is further going to steal their thunder, and and you can understand why. You know, uh, Gunter and, and the team just not keen to, to have any of the shine taken off them being pretty much the American team. Um, we'll see. Uh, well, I, you know, like I said, I think I said it during Vegas, but I was wandering through the paddock in Vegas, the huge paddock, by the way. It was like, it was like a triangle almost, Chris, wasn't it? But it was huge. But I was wandering through there looking, just looking around and everybody was with their cameras ready for celebrities to walk in. And I saw a group of celebrities that no one else spotted. And it was all the Cadillac shirt, Cadillac uh, yeah, jacket yeah, people. Yes. And I walked over yes. and introduced myself and uh, just, and we ended up talking about CTSVs and all that about road cars. But I did ask them about coming on the radio. They weren't ready to do that yet, of course, but um, hopefully we will, uh, we passed, I handed them a card. So hopefully we'll get hear back from those folks. But but that's going to be something that we're going to be following very closely. Joe from Oyster Bay says sell the team with regards to Haas. And oh, yeah. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough line, I have to say. Uh, but, yeah. It, 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 it's I, it's I worth a billion dollars now, is, probably, they're saying. Well, there you go. Yeah, you know, or close to it. Sell it. Sell the team to who? You know, what well, you, that, what, the, what, exactly. Well, I think he's assuming Andretti, maybe. Let him, you know. Maybe take well, over. I don't know. I don't know if that's what he meant, but yeah. Maybe it just means there no, needs to out. be some fresh thinking at Haas. You know, quitting doesn't solve much. Uh, you know, it, it maybe a shakeup in the design and engineering department and some, like I say, fresh thinking. Um, but, you know, selling the team, just taking your ball and going home doesn't really help. Mm. Well, it's funny you guys bring that up because I've got uh, Gunther Steiner lined up for our end-of-season review show on Wheel to Wheel. And uh, uh -huh. he seemed to be kind of feeling that maybe they needed just a, a little bit of 
uh, additional personnel, just a little bit added investment in certain areas of the team. But hmm. he still thinks that the current setup can work because it has in the past. He says, you know, we've, we've been fifth in the past and, and fought for much better positions right. um, u- using the Ferrari partnership and designing a better car. And he said the big disappointment this year was that the car wasn't so good, certainly not in race trim, and then didn't improve with that upgrade, all the work right. they did it on kept, that. Kept eating its tires, yeah. I agree yeah, with that. So, I mean, we stood in the we stood in the Haas garage um, at uh, Circuit of the Americas, and uh, you know it's functional. You, it, you, it's almost indistinguishable from any other Formula One garage. Mm-hmm. They've got all the equipment they need. They've got all the talent they need. You know, the mechanics are are spot on. Our buddy, you know, Dave O'Neill told us about the the technical innovations that they'd come up with. I mean, there's no lack of of energy or or skill or anything else at Haas. It's just that, you know, that that almost that interesting chemistry, I think, of uh of taking something from concept to uh reality. And um I might agree with Gunther. I think maybe they need some more uh some more fresh thinking on the uh, on the engineering and design side. Now whether Ferrari's gonna be able to give them that, I think they've got their own issues. Um but Gunther, and I always say this when I'm done talking with Gunther, that cat is a lot smarter than people give him credit for. Yeah. Um, we know he's he's funny and we know he uses bad language sometimes <laughs> and so on, but he is not, uh, you know, he's not a rube. He's not a hillbilly in this sport. Gunther well, they, knows what he's talking they about. They just added another American sponsor. Yep. And Play so, and go. Yep. Uh, well, no, uh, another one, New Era. New era. And they just added another one. I was okay. like two or three days ago. I'm going to interrupt you at this point though, because I've managed to grab Daniel Ricardo, who is stealing people's hats. He's going to have to give that back when he's done signing it. Uh, <laughs> he's going to get swamped here. So uh, we're going to try and walk and talk. But Daniel, 11th place today. So just outside the points. Frustrating position? Yeah, it was a little bit because we, we became so, obviously, uh, got so close. Um, I feel like Mexico, the Brazil sprint, and today, if we had one more lap, we could have got more points. Uh, so there was a couple, a couple of races that ended a little bit, a little bit short. But I think, yeah, obviously yesterday was a real bummer just to, just to qualify that that far back um, when we came into the day pretty confident. So, yeah, that was obviously a shame. It, it, it made today obviously a bit of an uphill battle. I think the race pace was good, but just yeah, there was some great qualifying this year, but then some not so great. So that's what we'll try to work on next next year. Uh, Logan Sargent was telling us that he was basically put on defensive mode against you. Did you feel like you were marked a bit by the Williams drivers trying to make sure you didn't get up to the points? Yeah, and you know, they're obviously they're they're doing their job. It's a race, so I, I never expect anyone to just wave me by. But uh it's hard with them because they're they're such a slippery car. They're so quick on the straights and I think there was uh, you know, maybe pass into turn six, but then he would get me in the DRS in, in turn uh turn nine or whatever. So even like strategically passing him was not easy. In the end, it was a, it was actually a fun move on the outside of nine. But uh, yeah, we just probably lost a few, a bit too much time with with them. And uh, obviously, then it just made getting back to stroll a little bit more difficult. Well, the team finishes eighth in this championship, which didn't look on the cards a few rounds ago. It's, it's done a great job of updating the car, but also it's been your comeback here. Uh, how's it felt and how much are you looking forward to a winter of preparing for a full season next year? Yeah, I can't wait. You know, I think the the year was a very peculiar one, uh, but ultimately I, I got 
I got my answer. You know, it was 12 months ago. I really wasn't sure if I'd be on the grid, uh, let alone this year, but ever again. So, you know, to be back and just be fully in love with it again and, you know, building building my confidence back up. I think having now a, a full preseason and one that I come into with definitely some energy reserves. You know, I think while everyone's uh, getting a little bit of time to recover and rest, I'll, I'll be back in the gym and, yeah, just try to try to get a head start. So I'm, I'm hungry and looking forward to that. And come. Mm, we lost you, Chris. For there it goes again. Thank you. It's good. Oh, that was the end of the interviews. So you got it just as it is. Yeah. Good stuff again. And uh, good to hear. I mean, there's no question. Um, he, he is positive about next year. And I'm, I'm positive for him hearing that because that was what I wanted to hear. Yeah. Okay. Coming up, uh, we have a couple more topics that we want to cover on Formula One. And we'll be back after these messages. Okay, I'm looking at the hat. It's the hat manufacturer that Haas F1 added to American companies called New Era. You'll recognize the logo if you look them up. And yeah, they do all the baseball caps. Yeah, let's and, get let's get some. Yeah, and except that that you can't buy a Haas hat on their website right now. Why not? You can buy a McLaren. You can buy a Red Bull, a Alpine, and you can buy Joe Gibbs Racing and some NASCAR. But you cannot buy a Haas. I don't want a Haas. A Haas. A Haas. I want an SCB hat. I want a. Speed well, yeah, we'll hat. get ours. Yeah, we'll get ours. We need to get um, the 2024 hat. Yeah. We have been a while since we changed our design. I like it, but we need to get add some add some fresh blood to the new hats. Uh, what else? You guys have got me right now. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, we got you, Chris. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to try and line up Zach Brown when we're back. Good call. He should be a happy man. I don't know if I can get anyone at Mercedes, but I might try to as well from there, seeing as they held on. Yeah. Who have McLaren got? Obviously, Pato, but uh, who else are they? Are they doing anybody else? Oh, for the test? Test, uh, yeah. Uh, Oscar will do the whole day. Okay. So that's why I said about Lando doesn't have testing to worry about. He's off on holiday straight away. Fair and enough. Oscar will do a full day of testing. Yep. What was the stat I heard during the race about Piastri being a, a rookie lap? I mean, a rookie um, record for Piastri. Did you hear that? What did they say? I did not. I must admit. Um, uh, something about... By the way, we've got a great just to get everybody up to speed. We've got a great debate going on on our on our our locals about uh, about Gunter whether he should stay or go, um, and you know it's it's led to a you know a good a good debate. Um, see, look, Dave Lawrence will buy a hat if we got one. I know we channel. need to, we need to put them up on our website. We have a problem with our website. Our podcast feed broke, so Hudson's working on that. He was actually talking to Apple yesterday on the phone, on the telephone. On the on the telefunken. On the you know, telephone. Yeah. <laughs> Here we All go. Technology. Coming back. Hello, I'm Jenny Gow from BBC F1. You are listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio. Speed City. Straight out to Abu Dhabi with Chris Mellon. What do you got, Chris? Uh, I was hoping to get Zach Brown, but sadly he's had to go on a debrief. Uh, so we'll get him afterwards uh, when he comes back out from, I imagine, patting the team on the back because yeah. they've managed to secure fourth place. And that's a fourth place that did not see coming earlier this year, as we spoke about earlier in the show. So what mm. I'm going to do now is hot foot it back up the paddock towards Mercedes. 
and see if I can get anyone from there because that's another happy team. And I prefer to bother the happier people today uh, because you don't tend to get quite as much out of the ones that are frustrated. <laughs> see if you can get another vowels interview too. I'll take a vowel. Ah, yes. I will see if, uh, if James is still here as well. That's uh, this is a long paddock, so it might take me some time to get down there. So let me, let me get Mercedes vowel. first, closer. Oh, speaking of Mercedes, Kimi Antonelli is just coming out of the uh, hospitality unit. Uh, really good young talent oh, yeah. for Mercedes. Former... Uh, he's going to be stepping up to Formula 2 next year with Prema. Uh, straight up from, I believe, uh, Formula 4. I think he won two Formula 4 titles this year. Yeah, he was he's World Karting Champion, yeah. Yeah, he's been, he's been one that's really been on their radar. They've been very excited about. Um, so, yeah, he's... He's hey. going to be at Premier alongside Oli Behrman. So that's some lineup. Ooh, actually, yeah, that, that is a good lineup. F- F2 next year. Hey, Chris, Jonathan is going to be headed down to New Zealand again for the Toyota mm-hmm. Racing Series, yep. scouting out all the usuals down there. And uh, when are you going to leave, Jonathan? January, January 1st. Wow. It's coming up fast. I yep. mean, there's always a plethora of talent coming through there. I mean, I mean, what are the biggest names to come through there? Oh, Lawson, Yuki. Uh, Stroll, Lando, yeah. yeah, and keep going, yeah, <laughs> you know, Schwartzman. I'm keeping an eye on Schwartzman. He's going good, but it's it's a it's a question of where he might fit into Haas if one of those two decides they've had enough. And we got our Austinite, um, Ryan Sheehan, going to be there. Ryan second Sheehan, year. yeah, he's yeah. got a got a good chance to do well this year. Yeah, second I, time. I see him in the top three. Yep. Uh, let's see what else we got on YouTube. There's lots of activity. Uh, yeah, David said he'd buy a hat. We should put those up. Oh, uh, David says, can we catch Toyota Racing Series stateside? Yes, you can. YouTube? Uh, it's going to be free, Well, though. it's going to, yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to be live stream, but yeah. um, put it this way. Keep, keep, keep your ear to the <laughs> ground. I've, I've got some plans. Are you watching? Are you, yeah. Are you, look at, look at TW, what he says. <laughs> he says, stop by, stop by on your way. Oh, yeah, no problem. I'll come to, <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, oh, a chance to come to Thailand. Absolutely. All, all about it. Oh, David, if you haven't watched Toyota, I mean, again, you just heard the list of names. You got to you gotta check it out. John, yeah, yeah. How many times have you done that? Uh, this will be my 13th. Wow. It's a really good uh, winter racing fix as well, isn't it? For anyone who yeah. is yeah. just thinking, oh, Formula One's over. Uh, you know, what am I going to do for the next 96 days, which is how long it is until lights out in Bahrain. And I will admit it. That just doesn't feel like that long at all. Seeing as you get testing before then, you get the car launches before then. Uh, there's going to be a lot still going on. And like I said, we've still got testing in two days here in, uh, in Abu Dhabi as well. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm that, intrigued. Um, yeah, to get some racing, it's, uh, it's a great uh, great championship to have in the gap. Yeah, no You're going to hang around for the testing there, Chris? I will be, yep. I'll be staying here. Uh, and then I will be getting an extra uh, couple of couple of days working here uh, and then i head off on honeymoon so i <laughs> basically have to get 10 days of work done over the next four days including during the test uh so that i can uh go and have a bit of a break at the end can, of the can i suggest so i'll admit i'm i'm still bricking it in that sense can i suggest you don't take brundle with you he'll just get in the way <laughs> yes yeah i um, i sent a joking message some my wife that said so rude um and and she laughed back that i was going to get her fired and i'm yet to find out if there's actually serious annoyance from them because i thought it was actually uh realistically pretty rude just to start interrupting someone giving an answer i agree yeah plus hemsworth could have taken both of you out (laughs) 
Hey, here's too a... right. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, if he really didn't want to talk to me, he could have flicked me out of the way, couldn't he? Guys, massive. Yeah. yeah, he was towering over you, and I didn't realize he must be like what six four, six five, something like that. He's a huge guy. Uh, both Bob, you and Jonathan, put this in your show doc. McLaren re-signed with Mercedes through twenty thirty. Yeah, I thought that's that was a, a big story that's got a gun under the radar a bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it snuck through there, but that's a long run. Uh, I mean, I guess engine. But Jonathan, bring up what the point that you made about you know the musical chairs effect of that. As in what? As Is in it... where would McLaren? You know, they could have been. Well, yeah, I've been I've been kind of quietly thinking about McLaren because I thought Zach might have dropped the ball a bit because when Honda and uh, Ford, by the way, God, no, no, no pressure on Ford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won nineteen races a couple Whoops. of years ago. Can we do the same with you? Um, but uh, you know, when you look at the merry-go-round of the engines, Renault still got no customer and potentially not any customer again with. The only customer they've got would be uh, Andretti uh, for a couple of years before before GM, um, mm-hmm. but therefore I was worried what McLaren I might do. McLaren thing. Sorry, just to uh, on the McLaren Mercedes deal uh, is that this partnership or this new extension includes a seat at the table within basically the power unit board uh, mm. Mercedes high performance powertrains, uh, so that McLaren are involved in top-level decisions in terms of directions and uh, development so that it's very much that they get a say in how it's going to be integrated into their car rather than they're just buying a very good product. They're, with this new deal, they're slightly more involved with it. So obviously, there can't be a work deal because Mercedes itself exists. Uh, but yeah, they've, uh, they've actually got a bit more power with this one than they had with uh, the deal as it currently stands. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Very interesting. Bob, what's your take on that? Um, specifically how? Well, I just, you know, are you, do you think that, that I mean, it, is this a something you've seen before where a team like this, you know, it's Mercedes power unit, I mean, and, and a, basically a competitor getting a seat at the board and all that? For McLaren? Yeah. Okay. Um I have been curious about it. I don't really have an, appoint, uh, an opinion one way or the other because I don't have a seat at the table. I don't know what all of the um, what all their uh, considerations were. Um, I mean, is something going to happen in 2030 that we're not aware of? Has uh, uh, Zach Brown got something up his sleeve? It is a long time for a deal like this. Maybe something Mercedes needed for some reason. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it is um, it is different going mm-hmm. for that long. Well, but, well you um, could, it could be also uh, a sort of look in the rearview mirror as to how the Honda deal went sideways, and then they lost that deal, and now look, look at Honda. So you know, if you're yeah. going to plump plump for a for a team that's there for the for the full right distance, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Mercedes is nothing if not uh, you know a solid solid yeah um, partner in the years to come. But with all of the discussion of sustainable fuels and hybridization and all this kind of thing, I, it, it just makes sense to me so much for a manufacturer to want to be involved in the kind of white hot technology crucible that Formula One is. I mean, how could you not want to be there and see all of the ideas that are going to be pushed out there on the table? 
Um, I think it's a it's a masterstroke for Cadillac to get involved with Andretti, assuming they can. Um, but even if you can't, um, you know, you, you got to get in the game. There's just no question about it. Uh, full uh-huh. electrification of cars is not going all that well, if you believe what you read in the literature. Um, so well, sales tell the yeah. number right now and electric cars are sitting on lots. Now, I think that may have more have to do with the fact that well, they're still pricier and, and the economy and interest rates and all that. Right. Right. And uh, the recharging issues and the battery life issues and all those sorts of things. Um, so you, you've got to be circumspect, I think, in the future of the automobile industry in light of new contracts with the unions and all that other kind of stuff. I think uh, sustainable fuels is going to be a much bigger deal than we're talking about right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we'll see. But, uh, you know, you've, you've got to be involved somehow. Yeah. Um, I- I've been I follow this really closely, Bob, and I, and I think you're right. I think, well, just ask Porsche. They how many hundreds of millions of dollars are they invested in in the sustainable fuel future, keeping the yeah. internal combustion? I, I still think that hybrids are going to be the performance car. They have been. I mean, going mm-hmm. back to the LaFerrari, the McLaren P1, yeah. the the Porsche nine nine eighteen. Uh, I think they will continue to be because you have unique advantages of both. Look, we all know that electric cars have an instantaneous torque. It's what F1 cars come out of the corner so well with. But so do they leave a stoplight in the street car. But also at the top end, I mean, if you have electric cars, their their top ends are limited. I was I was reading an article about the Tesla Model 3 performance, how they have made changes for the track. You know, because it used to be you could get one, two maybe laps out of an electric car on a track. And you were done. You were either out of battery or overheated. or Well, that's what Formula E has done for, for that yeah, yeah, technology. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. this is all. And really, this all circles back in my mind to Andretti and Cadillac and how they are, how well Cadillac is going to do with their power unit. I mean, because I, I am a little, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of American manu- car manufacturers and GM in particular. And I, I'm a little bit skeptical on how well they could do with, um, you know, make, building a power unit, building a power unit at the bleeding edge of automotive technology. That is Formula uh, One. So. Yeah, but the, I, I think they've got enough runtime and RD time at it. Plus, they'll already be the across. Rules. Yeah, but also they'll, they'll already be across what they're doing with Andretti anyway, um, you know, off, across many platforms. So. You know. Yeah, and think about what but, at what they've done in racing. You know, GM has done well. Corvette racing has a very great history. I and Cadillac, is, and Cadillac, and, and this NIMSA. is yeah, and NIMSA and WEC. Yeah, yeah. But, and and this is a an, another level. I know, but uh, all right, well, gentlemen, we go ahead, Bob. Well, I was just going to say you have to separate winning, being you know ultimately successful, from what you learn along the way. I'm talking right. about what Cadillac might learn just yes. by being involved in this process of sustainable fuels and hybridization and so forth. If you win, it's great. And some people would argue if a manufacturer doesn't win, they're not going to hang around. But winning is not the only reason a manufacturer might want to be involved in Formula One, as far as I'm concerned. This is not about going out and using some kind of crazy ethanol-based substitute. Sorry to cut you off there, Bob. I just want to get Toto Wolf because I might Go ahead. You're a relieved man today, holding on to second place and keeping Ferrari at bay. Yeah, I'm, we, we won today. We won P2. But we, we were reminded that we lost P1. And, uh, but we need to be happy today. Everybody is happy, you know. 
this was an important step for the factory and uh, for the factories and, and Mercedes. So, yeah, let's take the positives. Yeah, it was uh, George's second podium of the season as well. And it kind of shows it seems to have been up and down for both drivers. It's rare that both have been happy, um, but, but you got the job done. I mean, how much of a struggle has this season been? This is so weird. If you see the oscillations, it was either George or Lewis being, um, you know, on the top of his game. And then we've seen signs off and Leclerc strong and then the other way around. Piastri um, and Norris, um, Perez and Verstappen. You, you, I, I think that nobody really uh, got on top of understanding the tyres, uh, maybe apart from Max. Yeah, Max has been utterly dominant. How do you go about closing that gap? Because, yeah, 19 wins from 22 for him, 21 from 22 for Red Bull. I think we just need a stable platform. Um, it is it is not so about, you know, the absolute amount of downforce. Um, it is about having a car that is predictable, that you can that you can develop, um, that you can add downforce and you actually you actually you're able to have it on the on the ground. And at the moment, the correlation between the theory and the real track is just not good enough. Uh, I imagine this car's pretty much going in the bin over the winter, brand new one next year? You know, I said that going in the bin, uh, that was the, the sentence that I had, that I had last year. Um, and, um, and, um, that's what I said last year, but in a way, uh, the not so good cars are reminders of, um, of what we need to do. And, uh, Last year's car was courageous and extravagant, and we believed it was good, but it just never—it was never fast. And uh, so, need to be—you know—we really need to be on our top game in order to beat Red Bull. Yeah, and I think every F1 fan would love to see Mercedes back in that fight. Certainly, Lewis versus Max again. Can you give us any hope that that could happen next year? Do you think you can bridge that gap over the winter? And how much are you looking forward to getting stuck into that challenge? I'll give you the guarantee, and to all our fans, that we will do the utmost possible to to fight for that. Uh, thank you very much and enjoy a bit of a break. It's been a, been a rough season. Thank you very much. <laughs> great stuff. Oh, well, I love um, Toto, Toto's great. I love his wife, Susie. Their two accents must make the dinner table very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all I can think of is this is Toto saying, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? And I love the yes. fact that when you, when, you, when you actually know the geography of where they both hail, i.e. where the both teams are, they're 10 miles right. apart. I mean, they must drink in the same pubs, those two, those two team <laughs> members, yeah. as it were. Yeah. All right. On that note, we are going to take our last break of the 2023 season in our Formula One show. <laughs> Don't say it so tiredly. <laughs> All right. We'll be back right after this. Done with feeling. <laughs> David Lawrence said this earlier, I think, and I forgot about it. And this is really pretty crazy. He says, I got to reiterate this. Max, final numbers. I know. 92.7% of possible points. Max points. Unbelievable. 86.4% win percentage. Won as many races this season as the year in the entire 2013 He should season. be on. He should. We, we should just. He should give up Formula One and join the SpaceX missions. They'd have more success. <laughs> yeah. We're still, uh, on the, we're still on the, uh, <laughs> just on YouTube. <laughs> Max Godfrey says, are you guys going to do a meet and greet in Austin yes, next year? That's a great idea. Good idea. Yes. Yeah. We've done some, Hold that some, thought. some yeah, cool events that. over the years here in Austin. We just we, haven't we done, do one done it for a while. And, do, yeah, we should do one, do one in Miami and do one in Vegas too. Yeah. Go a day early. I read a news story that came out yesterday saying the, the hotel prices for next year's 
Vegas are starting with a lower bar, <laughs> the price-wise. Oh, good. Yeah, no I mean, surprise like, there. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, look, nobody knew what was. Don't you remember yeah. Model Six? Is it, it was five hundred and eighty dollars or something yeah. the first year yeah. here in Austin? So, yeah. Anyway, Bob's introduced me to my go-to for hotels now, which is I can't tell you. Okay, it's it's a secret that Bob will keep. He has a mate who owns an hotel. Oh yeah, good yeah. point. In Kyle. I Oh really? No, wow. seriously. Yeah, f- yeah. Fan That's of Bob's. close to the track. A fan right? of Ferrari and a fan of Bob's. I like what the Wood Source here on YouTube says. Hope he's still watching. Um, he says, "Can't wait to see the F1 Ford F1 variant in the Ford Raptor." <laughs> and, and and you know, obviously a joke, but it makes me think about what Ford and GM. You know how car manufacturers love to put badges on car. I can. Yeah. I'm waiting for the F1 badge to have something, whether it's you know suspension. Well, Hopefully, it's not just. A badge only, like they used to do in the and '80s. That's kind of what I was talking about earlier, uh, before we went to Chris. Suddenly, is that you know you're you're not just in sports to win. All right, coming back. Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. The Speed City F1 post-race show on Sirius XM is brought to you by CrowdStrike. Stop today's most sophisticated cyber attacks at the office, the racetrack, and everywhere in between. Learn more at CrowdStrike.com slash XM. I want to thank CrowdStrike for their support, support all year. Last year, the year before that, fantastic. Thank you. I want to thank all the new sponsors we had this and year. And congratulate the boss. Yeah. Another yeah. good year. Yeah. yeah. How George did he do? Kurtz, How did Kurtz, Kurtz do? Uh, just another good year. I mean, yeah. he's just He's, he's a great race it. driver, apparently. Yeah, he's, he's definitely cr- cracked it, that's for sure. But yeah, I do want to thank come all Come on, let's sponsors. all say it together. Speed City. Like Jay Leto. <laughs> Speed City. <laughs> that, that interview was from 2013, I think. <laughs> I, th- I feel like he was making fun of us when he said it, too, by the way. But ah, I, I don't I'll care. Take I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> it's Jay Leno. I'll take it. Exactly. All right, we just have a few minutes, about five or six minutes left in this show today. And, oh, Bob, I want to come back to you because you wanted to make your point about Cadillac and General Motors and what they would gain from being in Formula yes. One. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm probably belaboring it. But, you know, mm-hmm. I mentioned that you're in there. Of course, you're in there to win. Marketing wants to win. But you're also in there for the leverage you get throughout your 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 brand. And you were talking about badging other cars and, Jonathan was talking about, you know, putting a Formula One derived engine in a in a hot special that you might build. I mean, there are so many pluses for a manufacturer to be involved. To me, the most important is uh, development. You know, the new ideas. Look at what Honda has done over the years. One of the most successful names in Formula One. And they kept running young engineers through the program. Even if it slowed down their rate of development, they wanted new engineers to get this taste of what it's like to be in this high pressure Get it done, get it done yesterday, uh, break new ground, invent it, patent it, whatever. Um, and and so I think it just makes so, so much sense for a company like Cadillac. And I think if they stick it out and if they do it right, um, they will benefit enormously. It'll be a whole new chapter in the history of General Motors, I think. Yeah, and I think you've got to also look, if you were running Cadillac now, um, we've come mm-hmm. through a period of the 80s and 90s where – the Cadillac was a huge luxury vehicle. Uh, and yeah. now it's got a SUVs, it's got a much more sporty look. 
Uh, it's in mm-hmm. IMSA. It's racing. It's got all sorts of things. And this, yeah. this sort of demographic that Formula One now offers them is a chance to get Cadillac back to, well, Cadillac into a different space of the same space that Audi and Mercedes are in, which is, yes, luxury, but performance luxury. And think about what right. the the two Cadillacs in the V series, the V yeah. is their top of the line race, you know, 680 horsepower, but they came standard with a manual transmission. So what that tells me is they are paying attention to the performance car, to the enthusiast market. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't even buy a, a stick shift in in the I'm, I'm thinking in equivalent vehicles. You know, it's it's mm. comp- it's a hundred thousand yeah. dollar plus, almost seven hundred horsepower sedan, right? What what else? There's Mercedes that make those, but they're all SMG. They're all dual clutch transmissions. So in other words, they're paying attention to the market, and why not move into Formula One and the ultimate enthusiast market? So this this might be a good topic for me to try and get one question on. Um, but it's Stefano Domenicali is here, the CEO of Formula One. <laughs> ah, ah. Oh, quite drag him into the zone. Ah, oh, we lost you, Chris. Dang. I'll show up at the final race of the season. And Stefano, first, uh, we should be all very proud of what uh, has been a mission. Of course, Max dominated the season, but he deserved it. What we are bringing home is the fact that F1 is in incredible shape. The awareness and the growth of sport all around the world is really uh, a big thing that uh, require us doing the right choice for the future. And uh, we are focused to make sure that uh, everyone is focused on that. But really, a great, intense season, a lot of action every race. Uh, you can say, despite max domination, we were sold out everywhere we were going. Uh, and of course, uh, the jewel of this year uh, has been a Vegas event, where uh, I think that we brought F1 uh, uh, big, with a big statement. Uh, to show to the American market that uh, we are a sporting platform that uh, can give uh, big emotions. Uh, you know, don't forget, we had Austin and then Miami in a blink of an eye and incre- incredible events in both places. And we are growing, uh, you know, in such a short time with three events in the United States. So a lot of things will happen in the future, but uh, we need to bring home, I would say, a, a great success. Well, the only other question I'm going to ask, and I promise I behave myself, so I'm going to phrase it carefully uh, is with the american market obviously a lot of interest in andretti and cadillac over the off season do we expect to hear any news on that as as formula one does its due diligence on on that bit i think that we have no pressure in terms of timing so we are doing the right thing and as soon as we will be ready of course we're gonna we're gonna communicate uh, to the relevant party what is our position that okay well we'll look forward to that and what should we look forward to in 2024 well, uh, hopefully a season where uh, not only qualifying, you see yesterday, 20 cars in less than one second. The hope is that we're going to have 20 cars in less than one second also during the race. And uh, this is the hope on the sporting side. Yeah, fingers crossed. That'd be incredible. Stefano, thank you for thank your you. time. Thank you so much. Bye. And that is why we have mm. Chris Medlin. Ah, nice asking, bud. Brilliant. I'm glad I got you guys back. That, was, that involved me contorting my body to get my mobile phone back out the door to get the signal that ah. I needed so you could hear me. <laughs> nice. Well, we got all of it. It spooled up. It like yeah, it, it kind of spooled into and one, then it, and then it came out real rapidly at first. But we got—I think we got most of. If that not was all great. Of what he that said. was really good. That so, was really good. Great way to finish the season, to be yeah, honest. A word from the boss. Yeah, and we are down to our last ninety seconds of the show. Um, I just kind of want to get final thoughts from everybody. Um, Bob Varsha, let's start with you. 
<laughs> I'm thinking about how Formula One, having accomplished so much here in the United States, as we just heard Stefano Domenicali say, they really risk knocking the platform out from under themselves if they turn down the Cadillac Andretti yeah, concept hear, hear, hear. for anything but the very highest of ideals. Uh, they just cannot afford to get it wrong. Jonathan. But it's been a great season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say the winner in this season is something I've wanted to say since I was back in my early days at ESPN with you, Bob. We've cracked the American market. Uh, they've done it. The new the new people have done it. Uh, and Vegas proved it. Chris Medlin. I think it's that we've got so many teams that potentially could get in this fight. McLaren and Aston Martin showing great form at certain times. Mercedes and Ferrari still there or thereabouts. Okay, we need one of them to catch Red Bull, but there's four options there. So uh, I think we've got a great chasing pack and hopefully one of them comes through over the winter. Ah. All right, well, my final thoughts are I want to thank all of you guys. I'm privileged to work with true professionals. It's stunning. I want to thank everybody who's listened all year long. Thank all the sponsors, everything. Thanks to everyone. And we will talk to you next Sunday night. Sleep! Sleep! <laughs>